In this episode, I'm going to show you how to add automatic paging support to your UI table views. So I have an application here that is showing beers, and these beers were loaded from an API that is provided by BreweryDB. And if you want to follow along, you'll have to create a BreweryDB account and register a new application so you get an API key. But basically, this is just showing me all beers that are in a specific style. And I have them listed here, but there's tons of results. And we're only showing the first, say, 50. And what I want to do is add automatic paging support so that when I scroll to the bottom, the next page is just automatically loaded in. And this would be useful for apps like Twitter or other apps that are just essentially infinitely long lists of data. You're going to have to uh, request a subset of that data first and then come back and you know page that data as the user scrolls. And so we're going to do that here. So if we take a look at how this application is built, uh, we have our beer list view controller. It's got a beer cell, and uh, we're using the networking brewery DB client here in order to fetch the beers. And notice here that the page parameter here is just defaulted to one. And then the rest of this stuff is just you know fetching the data and converting that into our beer and brewery models. So let's go over to our view controller and we're going to add paging support to this. So the first thing I need to do is start passing in page here. And so page here needs to have a current page. And so we're going to need a property for that current page. So the idea is that you will set the current page and then you'll call fetch beers or load beers. So let's create a private var uh, current page and we'll set that to one initially. So as we go through, it'll fetch the current page like this. And if I want to change this to two, uh, notice that the first beer that we get in the list right now is 38 special bitter. But if I fetch page two, let's just make sure that that is working. Now you can see that we've fetched a different set of results. So what we want to do is when you get to the very end of this list, I want to have a loading row that is spinning. And I have a quick cell that I made here. This is just a, a plain UI table view cell subclass that has an activity indicator positioned in the center of it with auto layout. And so the idea is that this is just always going to be animating and then we'll swap it out for a regular beer cell when we're done. So in our beer list view controller, I need to know whether or not we should show that last row. And so that is a little bit tricky because on the very first loading indicator, we're using the refresh control. So I don't want two loading indicators for the very first load. So I'm going to have another private var here, should show loading cell, and that is going to be false by default. Then when we get the new uh, rows of data, we are getting back a page. And page, if we take a look at that uh, object that we get back, we've got current page and number of pages. And so what we need to do here is just check to see if the current page, page.currentPage, is less than page.number of pages. So if the current page is one and there's only one page, then we don't need to show it anymore. But if, if we have more pages, then we can set the should show loading cell to be true. And then this is going to call reload data on our table view. And now when we go to fetch the number of rows in section, I need to add one to this number if we're going to show a loading cell. So I'm going to first get the count uh, of the beers. So we'll just say count equals beers.count. If the, actually that should be count. If 
uh, we should show a loading cell that I'm going to return count plus one. Otherwise, I'm just going to return count. And this could probably be collapsed where into a single return statement. Return should show loading cell question mark count plus one colon count. And it's really up to your preference of which one you prefer. If you're comfortable with this ternary syntax, uh, then that can be a little bit tighter. Okay, so now we're adding an artificial uh, cell onto the end of this list. And so when we go to cell for row at index path, this is actually going to crash unless we fix it. So I'm going to add another quick helper method here. Private var is loading index path. And we'll pass the index path in as an unnamed parameter here. And that's going to return a true or false. And that's not a var, that's a func. Okay, so is loading index path? Well, we can guard against uh, the when we're not showing the loading cell. So if we're not supposed to, sit, uh, to show the loading cell, then we can just return false immediately because it's never going to be true. And if it is, then we just need to check to see if this index path dot row is equal to the beers dot count minus one. So is, is this the last beer? Actually not minus one. This is going to be beers dot count because we need to have it one past that collection. So if we have, let's say 10 beers in the list, the last actual beer cell will be index nine and then index 10 will be the loading cell. So we are going to return that result. And now we have a way to determine whether or not this is a loading index path or not. So here I'm going to say if is loading index path for the index path that we're currently looking for. If we're not, then we can do all of this. And if we are, I just need to return a loading cell. And I can just build one here. We don't need to worry about reuse or anything like that. Um, I don't need to register this with the table because there's really only going to be one. And later on, I'll just create another one. It's not like you're going to be scrolling through this many times and seeing hundreds of these. Uh, but you could, if you want to, you know, implement reuse uh, for this one and register this as a table and then just simply dequeue it. It's up to you. In this case, I'm just going to use default style and the reuse identifier, I will say loading. Okay, so if this works, we should not see the loading indicator when we first load, but then when I get a page of results and scroll to the bottom, I should see a loading indicator. We see the refresh control loading indicator at the top, and then I scroll to the very bottom, and we get a crash here because we're trying to get beers at index path dot row. And in this case, it looks like uh, our loading index path method isn't uh, working correctly. So let's take a look at the index path that we have. So this is uh, row 50 and self.beers.count is 50. So this should be a loading cell, but for some reason it didn't. Ah, we need uh, that. make sure that we have our loading cell here. Otherwise we're returning false. I had that backwards. Okay, so now when we run it, we should actually get a loading cell at the bottom. And we scroll all the way to the bottom, and now we have our loading cell. It hasn't actually fetched the next page yet, and that's what we're going to work on next. So we don't want to fetch the next page until the user is actually interested in that content, and so that would be sort of when they're towards the bottom. And so for this, I'm going to use will display row at index path for this loading cell. And that is a table view delegate method, so we can make another section here, UI table view delegate. So then we can say table view uh, will display cell for row at index path. 
and we'll need to override this function because we're using UI table view controller. Now at this case, I don't really care unless it's a loading cell. So I'm gonna say guard is loading index path for the index path that's passed in. Otherwise we're gonna return. And then here I can say fetch next page. And so fetch next page, let's move that up a little bit towards the top uh, where we're doing the fetching. And that is going to increment our current page and then call load beers. Then when we get the results, that'll be the next uh, page of data. And again, we're only gonna show the loading cell if there's more pages to fetch after this one happens. Okay, so when this reloads, it's gonna keep our scroll position, but it's gonna replace cell 50, which used to be a loading cell, with a beer cell. And so then when we get down to the end again, the last one, which would be uh, index 100, would now be a loading cell and then we'll just keep on going forward that way. So I just wanna make sure that we know when we're fetching the right thing. So inside of this, uh, well, we could do it right here. I'm just gonna say print fetching page, current page. And if we scroll to the bottom, we'll move this over. So we have fetching, fetching page two, three, four, five, six. So we have a little bit of a problem here because our loading cell is just constantly visible. Okay, so let's fix up that problem. First, I'm gonna to switch to uh, fetching the first page of data. And I wanna go back to where we're actually fetching the data. So here we're just replacing the current page of data every time. And so there's only ever one page of data. And since we're already sitting at the bottom of that page, we see the loading indicator for every page. So it just speeds through the list of results. So what we wanna do instead is make our beer array mutable if it isn't already. And then we would just wanna append the data onto that. So here I'm going to say self.beers.append and now we can pass in a new sequence of data, which is that page. And if we run this, we'll scroll to the bottom, fetching page two, scroll to the bottom, fetching page three, you can see it just plops in right where we were and it works really nicely fetching page four. Now, when we do get to the very end, I noticed a crash last time when I got to the very end of this, right here. And so it's some something's wrong with this particular response. Uh, so we can just print this out. And as you can see here, the current page is 10, the number of pages is nine. So so here we're checking if the current page is less than the, the number of pages. And so in this case, uh, we should set the loading cell back to false. And in this case, we don't ever do that. So I'm going actually going to change this to be should show loading cell is equal to that expression. And then we can get rid of the if statement. So that way we have it more dynamic and it won't show the loading cell beyond that page. Uh, we should also probably fix up our implementation where it doesn't actually have the beers array. Uh, maybe return an empty array. Uh, but, but we don't really need to tackle that for the purposes of this screencast. So we still have a couple of problems here. One of them is we're always appending to the array of data. So if you imagine a scenario where, let's say our page size is five, and I have uh, two pages of data. And so I've got page one that has these beers, and then page two that has another set of beers. And then a new beer comes in and is inserted at position one. So when I fetch page two, all of the items that were there before are gonna shift down. And then the last item on page one is actually gonna be returned as the first item on page two. And so you can actually run into a case where as you're loading rows, you'll get two of the same item. 
And so to avoid doing this, uh, we can make our beers equatable. And so if we go over here, uh, our beer is codable, but it's not yet equatable. So I can add an extension onto beer, make it equatable. And then we need a static func equal equals where we have a left-hand side, which is a beer, and a right-hand side, which is a beer. And that needs to return a bool. And then I can just return that the left-hand side ID equals the right-hand side dot ID in this case, because we, we do have a uniquely identifying piece of data. And so that's easy enough. And so once we have that, when we go to um, add our items to the list, we can instead make sure that we don't add the item two times. And so instead of just appending all of the beers like this, you might do something like for beer in page.data if self.beers contains and we'll say if not contains beer self.beers.append beer. So this is going to check every single beer in the result against all of the beers in our collection, which could be problematic depending on how big your collection is. So if this is Twitter, this would probably not be the ideal approach because just, there would just be too much data. But if you have a few hundred results, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, the important thing would be to measure in your application and make sure that this isn't a problem. So now we're only adding beers that um, aren't already added to the array. Uh, another approach we might use for this is have like a, a set that we could use for the data and then another array that we could use for the order. And that way we use set semantics uh, to make sure that we don't add something that's already added. Um, and set semantics would, would actually be more efficient in that case uh, for, for sacrificing a little bit of memory. Okay, so we've got um, appending all of these, but we now have broken a feature that we had before. And that is the refresh control. And so we've got the refresh control at the top. I'm going to scroll to the bottom to add page two. That's all working. But if I refresh, I really want to start over. And you notice that it's only fetching page two now. So what we need to do now for our refresh beers is we need to set current page back to one. We're going to load the beers. And what I really want to do is have this be a refresh bool equals false. And then this one can say refresh true. And so when we call refresh, we're going to tell load beers to refresh. And then that is going to uh, check to see if we have our beers here. Um, and we can say if refresh self.beers equals page.data else this. Now another approach maybe would be to wipe out the beers in this method. And that might actually work, but I would be just a little bit cautious that uh, we don't end up in a situation where the table view is asking how many rows or give me a cell for this row while the load is happening. And so this would happen purely after the fact. And let me add the trailing brace there. Okay, I'm going to scroll through a few pages of data. So let's say we have page two and three loaded. And I'll scoot back up to the top and we will refresh and make sure that we load page one. And again, now we only have the 50 records and now we're loading page two again. And so now we're back to working and we have an infinitely scrollable list. And we'll go back to the bottom and just make sure that uh, it eventually stops once we've reached the max number of pages, which should be nine. 
So this is the last page and there we go. So that's how you can implement automatic UI table view paging in your applications when you have a lot of data to display and you want to fetch just small parts of that at a time. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again next time.